Welcome to Equipus Church Dunedin. We hope you enjoy this message from Jason Sargent. For more information, check out equipuschurch.com. Thank you, Ryan. Amen. Thank you. Marina, Kiora, welcome to all those joining us online this morning, all those in the room. Those who don't know me, I'm, I'm Jason, part of the team here, but Equipers on staff as the, the executive pastor, and along with my amazing family, Tammy and my children, Sophie and Jay, we've been part of the life of the church for now just over six years, and I just love this church. I love the community in this church. I love that, that the heart of this church is to reach out and to, and to see an emerging generation saved. I love that, that on Monday night, that we had over 400 people in this very auditorium, and we reckon over 80% of those attending were from our community, from the community of Dunedin, a community yet to be reached. I love that. I love that they got to come in, perhaps not knowing what church was like, or perhaps never been in a church building, and they got to see what this place is like, but more importantly, they got to see what we, who we were and what we were like, that, that we're people, we're normal people, that we're people that love, we're people that cared. I love that about this church. So good to celebrate. So good. There's gains from being consistent. I love that, that in a couple of weeks we'll do Christmas box. That already, uh, over the last couple of months, starting back in September, I was starting to get emails from agencies that were partnering with in previous years saying, hey, are you guys doing Christmas box again this year? There's a need in the community that we serve. Can, can, can we partner with you again to, to make it happen for these families? So good. So good to be part of that church. And, and to know that it's happening across New Zealand. You know, I was up in New Plymouth uh, during the week with Pastor Matt and, and Abby Bruce. And for those who know them, they say g'day and seeing their love and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, they've just finished their, their heart week and they were part of a, a color party up there. Uh, but again, just, just sharing just where they got to reach into parts of the community. And, and now where, where that reach is starting to, to work in partnership with the church to do some pretty awesome things uh, in the city of New Plymouth. So good, so good. You know, if you weren't here last week for Pastor Will's message, can I encourage you to go back and listen? I think it's such an important message that we hear that we're reminded of, that, that, that there's a need for the good news, the, the, the word to go, to reach, to reach far, a need for it to get through, and a need for it to be a place from a place of love. If, if you weren't here, can I encourage you to go and listen to that message? It was so good. And as I was, I was praying to God about, hey, God, what do you want me to, to share this week? Obviously, we're not in the middle of a series or anything like that, so, so it's pretty much free reign. And, and so, God, what do, you, what do you want me to do? And have you ever been in those conversations uh, or in those meetings, and, and it starts out with a question or an idea, and then you talk about lots of other good stuff, and, and then someone's like, oh, just a minute, can we circle back to back to that idea, back to that question. You know, you know those meetings? And, and so what I felt God say was, hey, I want you, you know, over this year you've been talking about many great things and the church has been doing awesome things and we're seeing great things happen. But I, but I want you to circle back to the start of the year when you were talking about going big. 
And I, and I wanted to remind us this morning of, of that series that we worked through over those first four weeks of the year in February, uh, the Go Big series. And I want us to give us an opportunity this morning to, to give God praise for what He's done over this year, but also just to, to, for people to be able to keep on believing for and keep on declaring, keep on praying for, keep on preparing for what God has to come. Because there are people here this morning, in fact, I believe every single one of you has a dream, has a vision, has a promise from God right from the start of the year. Maybe it was 15 years ago. I don't know when it was, but God is still journeying with you. He is still going hand by hand with you to see that come reality. And we're going to have a moment this morning where we're just going to declare that again. Is that good? Good. I prophetically believe that, that there's going to be a fresh outpouring this morning of His Holy Spirit. Believe that, that cups which, which may have become slightly empty are going to be filled this morning. That, that, that where, where some of our, our dreaming has, has been diminished, there's going to be a fresh dream this morning, to, a, a fresh desire, a fresh belief to be able to go again. That, that there, there's been apparently some mess throughout the year, and it's like, well, I don't, God, I don't see how this fits. Like, you've just created a whole lot of mess. Oh, God, probably me. Uh, how does this all fit? I believe we're going to see this morning that God is still working through that in a phenomenal way. Thank you, Jesus. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you. I thank you that, that, that to each of us, you give us a dream. To each of us, you, you give us a promise. To each of us, you, you give us a way. And that, that even, Lord, when, when it may not seem like, like it's going in the direction that, that we believed it was going to go, Lord, that, that you are still creating a way through that. You're still creating a way through the wilderness. You're still creating pathways where, where we can't yet see them, Lord God. Lord, Lord I thank you that, that, as, that as we believe big, Lord, it reminds us of our need of you, of our need of you to be present in our dreams and our vision and what we're doing. Lord, I thank you that you perfectly, wonderfully, masterfully created each of us to do phenomenal works that you had already set ahead of time for us to do. I thank you, Jesus, and Lord, we give you all the praise and all the glory. Amen. Amen. You know, a reminder of the, the Go Big series and, and the, the scripture was from Isaiah 54, 1 to 3 in the message translation. Sing, barren woman, you who has never had a baby, fill the air with song, you who had never experienced childbirth. You're ending up with far more children than all those childbearing women. God says so. Clear lots of ground for your tents. Make your tents large. Spread out. Think big. Use plenty of rope. Drive the tent pegs deep. You're going to need lots of elbow room for your growing family. You're going to take over whole nations. You're going to resettle abandoned cities. Don't be afraid. You're not going to be embarrassed. Don't hold back. You're not going to come up short. You know, even, even just that, that final line in that scripture, don't be afraid. You're not going to be embarrassed. Don't hold back. You're not going to come up short. I love that. I love that promise that's established there. 
that, that we can confidently and boldly step into to, to what God has set before us because his promise is you're not going to be embarrassed and you're not going to come up short in this thing. You're not going to be found wanting. You know, uh, since, since coming on to, to church staff, you know, the, one of the conversations that I regularly have with, with Jesus, well, Jesus, where, where can I be where I'm shining your light? Because, because when I walk into work, that the people know your light in that place already. So, so where can I be, Lord? And, and so, so a couple of years ago, it was an opportunity to, to join Coast Guard. And I was like, man, I love boating. Thank you, Jesus. This is a good thing. I'll go be part of Coast Guard. I'll shine your light to those guys, and we'll have great conversations. And, and that, that's starting to happen. But, but again, at the start of this year, it's like, well, God, where, where, where else? Is there, is there other places? And, and you know, I was like, I'll, I'll create opportunities and they'll become apparent at the time. And so a couple of months ago, uh, the, the notice came out from school. Hey, you know, summer sports is about to kick off. Do you want to get involved in sports? Do your son and, you know, your children want to get involved in sports? Oh, and by the way, do you also want to volunteer to, to team manage or, or to coach? And I was like, is this it, God? Like, 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 so to give a little bit of background, right? So, so growing up, I spent about three or four years learning how to use my eyes, my hands, and my feet in coordination with one another. It's still not 100%. <laughs> you know, you know if, if I was playing softball, like, like my top score was three strikes, right? <laughs> I, I played tennis because if I didn't do well, which was most of the time, I was only really letting myself down and perhaps one other person. And, and so, so when it comes to sport, there's a, a, an anxiety where it's like, and, and so it's like, awesome sense of humor, Jesus. Like, <laughs> sport, it's, it's, it's not really my, you know, it's not my lane, it's not my field. But, but, but I went back to this promise. Don't be afraid, you're not going to be embarrassed. You're not going to come up short. And, and, and so now I'm um, managing Jed's our futsal team and his t-ball team, and, and it's just awesome, you know, getting to, to, you know, people come, the parents come up and say, oh, yeah, awesome, but what do, what do you do? And it's, oh, I'm actually an executive pastor at Equipus Church. And, and, and just, just in that moment, you know, not necessarily going into the gospel with him, but, but, but hey, this is who I am. I, ha- I have a relationship with Jesus. He, he made me who I am, and, and, and my prayer is that they'll see something and they'll want some of it. Right, and it'll kick off a conversation. But come on, perhaps you were here this morning like, God, do you, are you sure you really want me to do that thing? Are you, you're really sure about this? Now, no, come on, you're not going to be embarrassed. You're not going to come up short. Because we serve a big God. We serve a big God. And, I, and, I, and you know, one of the things as you go through life, that I've begun to realize is that, is that my approach to life, the, the approach to what I do, is often determined by my perception of God. Often determined in that moment by my perception of God. And, and, and I think what we can tend to do is, I don't think it's that we reject God, but sometimes we can reduce the size of our God. It's not that we're rejecting Him, but we're reducing the size of Him. And so this morning, it's my prayer that, 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 that we increase the size of God in our life, that we increase the importance of the cross in our life, that we increase what Jesus did 
for us when he died on a cross for us. That he gave us a way, that he created us masterfully and perfectly for, for the days that he had ahead of us, for the plans that he had ahead of us. You know, just, just two weeks ago, I was able to sit with a, a family for dinner on Friday night. And, and I believe that, that I sat with this family because of what God did in their life. See, see the dad had come over pre-COVID to New Zealand, and, and the family had remained in South Africa to, to finish off school and stuff like that. They were going to follow him, and then COVID hit, and, and the the borders shut, right? Immigration uh, stopped doing what they were doing, letting people coming into the country. And that, and that was the, has been the thing for, for quite a long period of time. And those watching the news will know that there's still, uh, still people struggling to be able to get into New Zealand, still families struggling to be able to be reunited. But, but there was a moment where, where, where Tammy was, was talking to this person because she worked for him, and, and she knew her God is big. She knew her God is bigger than, than, than any immigration or any other process that may be occurring. And said, no, I believe that my God can make it so that your family will be here before Christmas. There is uncertainty in his mind. But come on, we know that our God is bigger than all those things. And, and because of that, they were reunited two, two months before Christmas. Come on, we give God praise for things like this. So good. But, but along with knowing that God is big, we also need to, need to think big. We also need to see, at the moment, uh, I'm training for uh, my first ever race, which is going to be 10Ks. Uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, I've been talking to a number of, of people who are involved in, in running and have a lot more experience than me. And, and you know, the thing that often you hear is, um, I, I know that, and I think I know that I can run the, the distance I'm going to run. So you see, sometimes we can know something, but, but unless we're thinking it in our mind, we're not, actually, we're not actually making the full use of that thing that we know. So not only do we need to know that God is big, but when it comes to our thinking about situations, when it comes to our thinking about circumstances, when it comes to our thinking about the promises, the dreams, the visions that God has established before us, we need to think big. We need to think of how big our God is. We need, to, we need to think about the, the idea of, of abundance and not scarcity. That, that we go after a God who, who, who is a God of abundance. You know, I love the story of the LA Dream Center. So the LA Dream Center, obviously based in Los Angeles, and it's a, an amazing facility which, which treats people of all sorts of illnesses and addictions. And, and, and it started with, with, with God giving a, a pastor in America, Pastor Matthew Barnett and his dad, Tommy Barnett, a dream, a vision that they would establish this dream center, a place for people to come to be healed of addictions, a place of, of, of safety for them, a place of refuge for them. And at the time, you know the story, the, the, the church that, that Pastor, Pastor Matthew Barney was leading was, was, was diminishing in number. It was at the stage where he was everything. He was the pastor. He was the, the host, the sound person, the singer. He was doing the whole works, right? And, and, but God gave him the screen. And, and, but the thing is, God, Pastor Matthew knew that God was big. 
that he could do anything. And now they have the LA Dream Center over in America. But, but it came from this place of, of knowing a God who, who was an abundant God, who could bring abundance even in a time when it seemed like things were scarce, even in a time when it seemed like it wasn't all there yet. We need to make room, keep on increasing the size of our tent, keep on stretching out, keep on reaching people. That's why I said well, I love the, the color party. It was stretching out our tent. I love that it's growing year upon year as we continue to stretch out. Because it's all about reaching an emerging generation. It's all about reaching a generation who do not yet know Jesus. A generation who do not yet know his love, his peace, his joy, his grace. It's about reaching them. In the same way that, that people before us went, you know, the reason that we get to be in this building is because there is a, a generation that went before us who, who had a dream, who had a vision to see us not meeting over in the, in the building on the corner, but in this building, that we would reach out, that we would extend beyond what we're doing. So the thing about going big, it reminds us of our need of God's presence. But as I say, I want to also create a moment this morning where we can give God praise for what he's doing. Ezra 3, 10 to 13. When the workers laid the foundation of the temple of God, the priests in their robes stood up with trumpets and the Levites, son of Asaph, and cymbals to praise God in the tradition of David, king of Israel. They sang antiphonally praise and thanksgiving to God. Yes, God is good. Oh, yes, he'll never quit loving Israel. All the people boomed out hurrahs, praising God as the foundation of the temple of God was laid. As many were noisily shouting with joy, many of the older priests and Levites and family heads who had seen the first temple, when they saw the foundations of this temple laid, wept loudly for joy. People couldn't distinguish the shouting from the weeping. The sound of their voices reverberated for miles around. Give this context what's happening is, is they're just rebuilding the temple, the temple that, that Solomon had previously built but had been destroyed. And they came together and rebuilt this new temple. But I just want to pick out two things from this passage this morning. It was the foundation being laid in that moment. And that is what the people were giving their praise for. There's two parts to this. One, one is, I believe that, that God already in this moment, that God throughout this year has been laying foundations for something which is about to come, something which is about to become reality. But, but I believe that also that they were giving praise as the foundation was laid. Come on, how many times do I, I think and I, I wait till it's, till it's finished, till it's 100% complete, till it's perfect, till, it, till it's totally finalized before giving praise? No, come on, let's over here at the moment that God starts laying a foundation, the moment that he gives us the dream, at the moment he gives us the idea, let's start giving him praise at that moment and all the way through believing for what it's going to be. Not waiting till the very end, but right at the very start, let's give him the praise. Also, love, the sound of their voices reverberated for miles around. 
Come on, let our praise be passionate. Come on, when, when God does something, let, 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 let our voices echo for miles around. You know, we get noise complaints sometimes at this church because of the sound of the bass. Come on, imagine if we were getting noise complaints because of the sound of our praise. When we hear of, God, of what God's doing, when we hear of testimony in church, if our praise goes for miles because what that is telling the people, hey, there's something happening in this place. There's something happening. God is doing something. These people are meeting together. They're giving them this praise. They're giving thanks to God for what he's doing. Come on, can we get excited about our praise? See, when I look back over this year and just the things that have been happening in this church, this is just one of God's churches. I've seen youth growing, more youth coming out on a Friday night. It's so awesome. Reaching that next generation. Come on, there's been increase there. People are inviting their friends. And our young adult community, you know, the number of times when you see the, them getting together, you know, there was, a, there was a netball team this year out of our young adult community. Come on, so good to, to see the impact across our city. You know, each week we, we take a note of, of um, how many people are here. And one of the things that we've noticed is that, that month on month, the average number of kids in our kids' program is increasing. It has never decreased once this year. It has always increased. And what that's shown to me is that, A, there are more families being in church, but there's also new families coming in to the life of the church. Come on, we're, we're spreading out the pegs. We're putting those ropes further out. We're putting those pe tent pegs deeper. The reach in our community is growing. You know, I talked about color party, but, but also over Heart Week, we were able to partner with, with Carisbrook School, something that, that actually started back in, in, in Easter, when we were able to bless that community with a whole lot of pajamas, and then, then that relationship has just continued, and we built them a sandpit at their school, and, and, and it was awesome just the other day, I got a, a, a text message with a photo. And, and it seemed that the, the most popular place in the, in the school grounds at that point was the sandpit. Come on, come on! I believe that, that that sandpit is a foundation for what God is about to do. God's going to do something phenomenal in that community because of what the, the foundation that was laid. Red frogs. You know, the, the number of events that we are attending is increasing. The number of, of thank you letters and letters of acknowledgement is increasing over this year. The, the, the knowledge of red frogs in the community is increasing. Do you know, we used to go out and, and, and seek opportunities to go out and serve. We're now getting requests. So, so New Zealand police are now ringing Pastor Ray to say, hey, can, can red frogs be at such and such event? The university is ringing, ringing Pastor Ray, hey, can red frogs be at this event? Come on, this is about reaching another generation. Our belief is that once we get Castle Street, we get the university. Come on, this is the foundation that we're building to reach an emerging generation of God, to go bigger, to think bigger, to, to spread out our tent. Doors are opening all over this place. New relationships being, being established. 
whether it's with the police, the university, St. John, even, even the, the ministry health or um, what they're called now, the, you know, they're reaching out and saying, hey, we, we know that you guys do a great thing. Can you be at this thing? Come on. Kids, church growing. In my role, I also get to hear testimony of, of, of what God's doing in, in some, some of our personal lives. And, you know, hearing testimony of, of where, where houses are, are, are being built. Come on, from a, from a foundation laid down here through a whole lot of mess and people are about to move into a, into a brand new house. It's so good. Come on, God is doing phenomenal things, extending families, growing families. Businesses growing, doing well. Jobs increasing. Come on. And I love, you know, this morning, reminded by Pastor Desiree of, of Ezekiel 47 and that, and that river that, it, that extends out. Come on, in these moments, this is what God is doing. He's reaching people who have not yet been reached. And he's doing it in a new way. My prayer this morning that, that our eyes are open to that new way. So good. Seeing things grow. Now, who believes God's doing a good thing here? Come on, can we give him some praise this morning? Let it reverberate around. Come on, we give you praise, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you for what you're doing in Carisbrook. We thank you for what you're doing here in this city. We thank you for what you're doing on campus. We thank you for what you're doing in our family, in our businesses, in our schools, in our universities, wherever we may be, wherever our sphere of influence is, whatever mountain we may be on. Lord, I give you thanks for what you're doing in that place this morning. Thank you, Jesus. But as I mentioned, you know, sometimes it, it can feel like, like perhaps we're, we're a bit stuck or, or, or perhaps things have got, got messy or, or perhaps it's, it's, it's not working out the, the way we thought it was going to work out when we started this. That, that hey, there was something that I had here, God, and, and, and now I don't have that anymore. How am I going to ever do the thing that you've, you've called me to do because, because I've lost that thing or I don't know where that thing is anymore or I'm in this mess which doesn't make any sense to me? I'm reminded of this quote from C.S. Lewis. Imagine yourself as a living house. God comes in to rebuild that house. At first, perhaps you can understand what he's doing. He's getting the drains right stopping the leaks in the roof, and so on. You know that those jobs need a doing, and so you're not surprised. But presently, he starts knocking the house about in a way that hurts abominably and does not seem to make sense. What on earth is he up to? The explanation is that he is building quite a different house from the one you thought of. Throwing out a new wing here, putting up an extra four there, running up towers, making courtyards. You thought you were being made into a decent little cottage, but he's building a palace. He intends to come live in it himself. Come on, come on. The, the thing that, that, that we got the, the vision for, the thing that we got the dream for, 
God is creating a way for us. And, and perhaps we don't see how it's going to happen in the moment, but, but he's got a marvelous creation waiting. How do I know this? Ephesians 2.10. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. For we are God's handiwork. Oh, that idea of handiwork, you know, what that, what that basically means is that we've been wonderfully created by a very creative God. We're not the same as the person sitting beside us. And so if we're looking at them and thinking, well, God, you've got them on this path and, and, and they seem to have everything sorted and, and all this other stuff, but, but God, where I'm sitting, like it's a bit of a mess and, and I don't really know if this is my time or what's going on, God. No, God didn't create you like the person beside you because he's got a, a plan for that person, but he's got a plan for you and it's something quite different. You have been masterfully created. Psalm 139, 13 to 16 in the message. Oh yes, you shaped me in, first inside, then out. You formed me in my mother's room. I thank you, high God, your breathtaking body and soul. I am marvelously made. I worship in adoration. What a creation. You know me inside and out. You know every bone in my body. You know exactly how I was made, bit by bit. How I was sculpted from nothing into something. Like an open book, you watched me grow from conception to birth. All the stages of my life were spread out before you. The days of my life all prepared before I'd even lived one day. And that's for you this morning. That's for you this morning. He knows exactly how you've been created. He knew exactly how to create you so as that would align with the plan that he had created for you. The things that you're believing for, the things that you're dreaming for, the things that, that you're waiting to see, God knew exactly what it was. He's created you exactly for it. Been created for a purpose. God's developing you. He's preparing you. I love that idea there. They're part of, you know, when we, we have a dream or a vision, to keep on believing for it, to keep on praying into it, to keep on declaring it for it, but also to keep on preparing for it. From the, the stuff that's going on at the moment, it's going to prepare you for what's to come. It's going to prepare you for what's to come. Because this is the thing, God works out all things for good. Reminds me of the story of, of Joseph that we read in Genesis. You know, Joseph was, was given a promise that, that he would be a ruler. But, but along the way, uh, there are there's moments where uh, false accusations were made against him. There are moments where he was thrown into a cistern. There are moments when he was thrown into jail. There are, there are moments when it seemed like just everything was a mess. And, man, God, if this is what it is, how can I ever be a ruler coming out of this was what would be going through my mind at that moment. But there's also this moment 
that we read in Genesis 37, 23 to 24. So when Joseph came to his brothers, they stripped him of his robe, the ornate robe he was wearing. And they took him and threw him into the cistern. The cistern was empty. There was no water in it. And I, and I was thinking in that moment, well, what must have been going through Joseph's mind? I've lost this robe, this ornate robe, which was, was given to me by my by my father, how can, you know, and help me uh, interpret those dreams and have those dreams as in the young ages. How can, if I've lost it, how can I ever do what God has called me to do? See, the thing is that Joseph knew that he didn't rely on some material thing, but he relied on God. He relied on God's presence to see the promise. He relied on how God had created him. It's not about what we have or what we don't have. It's not about the mess that we might be in, but it's what God is doing in us and through us. Come on, can we think big this morning? I'll get the team to come up and join me, please. Ephesians 1, 18 to 21. And this is the, the prayer of Paul. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. The power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realms far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, in every name that invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. There's, there's Paul's prayer. But, it, but it's my prayer that it's, that it's our prayer this morning. That, that, that we, that our eyes of our heart are enlightened. To, to see the thing in the, in the supernatural, to, to see what God is doing. Come on, will our eyes be open to that this morning? To look past the, the circumstance, to look past the situation, to, to look past what we may or may not have, but to see what God is doing, where God is calling us, to know the hope and the riches that God brings into everything. Come on, when you, when you think about that, He's bringing His riches to this. He's bringing his riches to, your, to the promise. He's bringing his riches to the dream. He's bringing his riches to, to the thing that you're believing for. That we know his incomparably great power. Incomparably. Like, like the power is so great, there's nothing we can even compare it to to, to understand. We, we just know it as incomparably great power. Nothing can overcome that. His mighty strength. But that we know that Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, sits above all rule, all authority, all power and dominion. It's, it's not about ignoring what's going on. It's not about ignoring the mess or ignoring the, the apparent lack. But it's about having the faith to go over it. It's about knowing that Jesus has a way over it. It's about knowing that, that His power, that His strength, which is alive in us, can get over that thing in this moment. He's doing a new thing for us today. A 
new thing is being born. Isaiah 43, 19 to 21. Behold, I'll do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I'll even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The beast of the field will honor me, the jackals and the ostriches, because I give waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my people, my chosen. The people I've formed myself, they will declare my praise. Behold. Do you know what that means? It means to stand in awe of. That, that this morning, that, that as we're here, that as, that as we're hearing what God is saying to us, as we're seeing what He is putting in front of us, that it's an awe. So what's He going to do? The way He's going to make the new thing, the new way, that we stand in awe of that. Because it's going to be so marvelous. It's going to be so amazing. It's going to be beyond our imagination. You know, when, when my sister started praying for, for me to have a relationship, for my salvation, the very way that God used, the very thing that God used to make that happen, it didn't exist at that point. It, it, it wasn't clear how it was going to happen. We just kept on praying, kept on believing. And God made a way. And this morning I stand in awe of his ways. I stand in awe of his ways. And so my question for us this morning is will we let our cups be refilled? Will we believe again, go again? Will we let him fill us up? This morning do we know the need of his presence? A God who is big. A God who does big things. A God who is there to, to reach a, a generation which does not yet know Him. And that you're part of His plan. That you've got a role to play. That you're going to do something significant. Will you please stand with me? I've asked the team to, to lead us again in full of fresh this morning. Because I believe that, that he knows your very situation. He knows your very circumstance. He knows how it looks. Thank you for listening to this message recorded live at Equip This Church Dunedin. We pray that it blessed you. For more information, please check out equipthischurch.com.